We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. There's a group of young Jews, mostly young Jews. Actually, it's also really a, um, an intergenerational uh, group of, uh, of Torah students. They're trying to figure out a name to call themselves. So, there we were, floating different names. So some of us thought Merkaba, right? So Merkaba means like a chariot with all the implications of, uh, of future study on uh, Kabbalistic stuff and Zohar and, and mysticism. But the word that kept coming back was Amudim. Okay, between you and me, Merkaba, Amudim, which sounds better, right? Who's Amudim? Oh, Merkaba, this is really a, you know, we're biased in this place, right? So the chariot was this idea of also of, of mysticism, but this idea of carrying us from one place to another. So this group of students thought, okay, let us be carried to another place. But some, some of us said, no, we want to be right here. We want to be a mundim. We want to be standing here. We want to be standing for something. We want to be pillars for something. So... Amudim is the name of this study group. Today's Torah reading is also about standing. And what is it instead of Amudim? Mitzabim. Right, Mitzabim. So right in the middle of Mitzabim is this, you know, is this word that says Tzav, that means you're commanded to do something. You're standing and you're commanded to do something. How can you be standing? And you're supposed to do something. So what it's saying is that in your stance, in your in your being planted, there is a motor going on. There's a motor that is moving you to be mission oriented, to be to be planning, to be ready to stand and actually act on something. So first in the first line, typically, you would find the title of our reading, Torah reading. Sometimes it's not always like that. Kedoshim is one of those, that Torah reading, Kedoshim, it comes in like the third line. But here we are in the first line. So let's open our Kumashim to 1,165. And right there, the second word says, Atem, you, you all, you all standing, right, this day, Hayom, it's not just you all, it's even saying kulachem, like this double thing, right? It's not just you, but it's like all of you, right? So there are certain languages in this world where to denote more of something, we say a word 
again and again. Right? So you are very, very beautiful. And here it says, Atem Nitzabim Hayom Kulachem, all of you together. So and who are the people who are standing for the Lord our God? Here's the wholeness. Shout it out. Tribal heads, what else? Elders. Yes. Water officials. Yes, water officials. Water officials. People are in charge of bringing in the water also, right? Children. Exactly, children. What else? Strangers. Specifically more than just strangers. Who are they? Within your camp, they are living, they are in Karol, they are in relationship, they are close to you, like in the in their camps, right? So they're just strangers, some some mythical stranger, but they're there. You see them, you, you interact with them. So, and then what are they being asked? All of these are going, all of these people are in English, it says. What are they going to do with the covenant? They are going to enter. Right, enter into the covenant. <coughs> so this morning, Rabbi David was saying, wait a minute, it doesn't say enter, really. In Hebrew, it says the Abraha. And this root inside here is something about crossing, something about transporting oneself from one place to another. Who transports himself from one place to another in our narrative? Nosotros, all of us, right? The Hebrews, all of us, we have been on the move for a long time. We have been on the move, we're the present, we were called Apiru, Habiru, what else? All of these names, eventually in English we say Hebrews, right? So these people, all of these categories from all different forms of life and socioeconomic status are on the move. They're supposed to cross, cross into a covenant. So there's even a sense of, of um, mischief, a sense of chutzpah, right? To enter in the covenant, right? It's not just a we are a part of it because no, there is a a forward motion. So thinking again about being we are standing before God, but there is. A motor going right so like in in your in the core of your body there is a motor going like from your sacrum it is propelling we are not sitting like this we are ready to propel forward so I bring this study because why because this is also some of the readings that talk about all the souls that are at Sinai, standing at Sinai, right? At this moment of the giving of the covenant. And all the souls meaning, all of these people, right? But all these souls, physical, metaphysical, past, present, future, at, at this moment to receive the covenant. And also, Part that says here that it's not only a covenant where I am promising you something, where the divine is promising, the eternal one is promising us something if we do yay, um, yay tasks, but that there are also consequences should we don't, should we not do these tasks. Very, in a way, oftentimes like 
kind of matter of fact, very transactional. And it reminds me also of going to the bank. Who goes to the bank anymore? I've been thinking about this. Who goes to the bank anymore? What if I was to go to your bank and deposit money in your name? Right? What is the practice? If I come to your bank, uh, to your bank, and I say I want to deposit money in the name of this person, it's usually pretty easy. If I want to give some some uh, some donation to a favorite charity of yours, and this is where we get into trouble sometimes, that they don't really ask because when you give something to somebody and you're the recipient of that, totally right, it's good for me. So why am I going to ask? What is the where from where is this money coming from? What is the provenance of, of this thing that's coming to me? I just go, thank you. I accept it. It's good for me, totally. Right? But here we are. What is being given to us is not always good. I might not think it's always good because there are also consequences if we don't do certain commandments. So very stark, and I'm pointing out this very stark image because we are about to enter Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There was just the length of the services, the singing and the preparation. I don't even know if I'm going to land until way after the holidays, probably around Sukkot, and I will land. And I think for some of us, I mean, frantically at work, but also some of us who are really doing the hard work of teshuvah and of rethinking and going from person to person to ask for forgiveness. Is that possible? My grandma used to do it and she used to be put to shame for asking for forgiveness. Right? So all of this, with all of this internal work, there's a part of me that says, I don't want to go in into this vortex. Not yet. And I want to say, I I protest. I don't know if I really want to buy into all of this. Is it really good for me, this covenant? Nobody asked me. And for some of us who are born into Judaism, it's just assumed. But for some of us who choose to go into the to, to, to join the Jewish Somebody would say, well, all the Neshamot were there at, at, uh, at Har Sinai, and I would probably say, no me acuerdo, I don't know. That person? I don't know, I don't remember that they were there at Sinai. I don't have that Sinai kind of memory that they were really there. But what is being given to us is that it's just being given to us, the promise that this covenant is yours and you will be my people. No one's asking me if I want it. Or like as, as an elder would say to me, you really have to be asked that this is good for you, that that will be, that this covenant and this tradition will be good for you. So if you are like me, who's a, who at one point like during Slichot, right, when we started the prayers, Shabbat, just as Shabbat was actually leaving, and we said, okay, 
let us leave the rest of Shabbat and let me approach you in tefillah, in prayer, my divine one. There, I felt more eagerness then, but then now as I'm seeing the weight of this work and the beauty of this work, I'm saying also to my divine angels, just hold on to me first, prop me, and help me stand. Even though the wings on my feet are starting to flutter and bring me up, help me stand. So you are so moved to stand with us today, to hold on and hear the motor of the purpose and the meaning in you, churning, the, that, that still small voice of motor running inside you. If you are one of those who are standing here and you are right, right in the speed and in the clarity of your mission, if you are any of those types of standing, Please come forward and join us in the blessing for the first time.